Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. I don't have to tell you, there's a lot going on. Women's World Cup, the Open Championship, the Barbie movie. Makes it tough to keep up with Q2 earnings. We're doing our best. This week, our three things are, one, recession risk from the trades perspective. Two, tightening the box. It's tougher to get a consumer loan. And three, Capital One's color on the consumer. It's always insightful. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. Recession risk. In June, CPI changed everything, right? Inflation is coming down smartly, and it's happening without sacrificing jobs. This is the triumphant return of Goldilocks, who has brought with her immaculate disinflation. It's a nice narrative, a feel-good story. The Fed, slow off the blocks and getting after inflation, caught up with vengeance, and managed to artfully pull off the near impossible. Using the bluntest of instruments, monetary policy, it has tamped down demand into the mother of all corrections, without causing an unemployment-driven recession. The problem is, as we talked last week, the story is incomplete. There is one big shoe left to drop, and that is the effects of credit tightening. Credit is being buffeted by a double whammy of the most dramatic monetary tightening in 40 years and the kind of bank lending tightening we typically see only in response to an economic shock, the dot-com bust, the GFC, COVID. And by the way, in all of those instances, the Fed began cutting rates before bank tightening peaked. Today, both are happening at the same time. We still believe the Fed believes it has to crack the labor market before it is willing to declare mission accomplished. The central bank's motivation, of course, something that seems hopelessly lost on many politicians, is that there is no immaculate disinflation, and we don't want to declare a premature victory the way Paul Volcker did back in 1980, only to suffer the dreaded double-dip recession. No, financial conditions today are not restrictive enough. The labor market is still too tight, and it's not dampening demand enough. One useful perspective on all of this is to check how those on the ground are seeing the prospect of recession. The Wall Street Journal's newly released economic survey gives us a look at how the business community, not academics, not market participants, are sizing up the risk of recession. It's interesting. Visa, the pulse of the U.S. consumer spending. One-year recession probability, 98%. The Mortgage Bankers Association, 65%. The National Retail Federation, 45%. The same as the National Automobile Dealers Association. The National Association of Manufacturers, 35%. Interesting overall, quite a dispersion. None, by the way, see unemployment rising above 4.8%. None see Fed funds rising more than 50 basis points from current levels and none see full-year 2023 or 2024 growth in real GDP negative. And all but one, National Auto Dealers Association, see growth decelerating in 2024, and in that case, GDP is going from an above-average 1.4% to 1.3%. So we're getting some consensus around what some of the defining elements are in this correction, and it all points to a modest and manageable contraction. All right, on to our second thing, tightening the box. 
The one thing that has propped up the economy through all of the economic deceleration has been the consumer and their ability and willingness to spend. Excess savings and the security and wealth via wage growth that comes from historically tight jobs market has softened the economic landing. But all is not rosy on the consumer front. Consumers across the weaker income strata have seen their economic fortunes deteriorate. Excess savings among this cohort has run down considerably. And for a segment of the population that does not have a lot of financial flexibility or cushion, inflation has been a decidedly unwanted phenomenon. So when we saw consumer borrowing hit a record at March 31st, it signaled that excess savings had been depleted and consumer lifestyles were being supported by debt. It certainly has been no surprise that bank loan underwriting standards to consumers has been tightening since the fourth quarter of last year. Now, some detail around that tightening came out this week from the Fed and its credit access survey. The application rate for any kind of credit over the past 12 months declined modestly to 40.3%, but that's the lowest level since October of 2020. Application rates fell for both auto loans and credit cards. The overall rejection rate increased to 21.8%, its highest level since June of 2018. Moreover, the rejection rate for auto loans jumped to a record 14.2%, up from 9.1% a quarter ago. The average probability that a loan application will be rejected increased sharply for all loan types, according to the Fed. Here are some of those probabilities. 30.7% rejection rate for auto loans. 32.8% for credit cards. 42.4% for credit limit increases and 46% for mortgages. And all of these trends are taking place with the unemployment rate at or near 50-year lows. It's an ominous but very predictable sign at this part of this cycle. All right, let's continue with thoughts around the consumer with our third thing, insight from Capital One. We always look forward to the Cap One earnings call, where we get an updated perspective on the state of the lending business to U.S. consumers from CEO Rich Fairbank. There simply is no one better, in our opinion, at providing useful color on the business than Mr. Fairbank. It helps to have a platform with the breadth and scale of Cap One's business from which to form your observations. So what do we learn this week from Rich? Well, at a macro level, Mr. Fairbank notes that the economy is unusual in that it has a lot of strength and a lot of concern. Net-net, Cap One is seeing an improved economic outlook. The consumer is in an exceptionally strong place, according to Rich. Debt servicing burdens remain low by historical standards, and home prices have stabilized. The labor market has proven to be, in his words, strikingly resilient. While there are signs of cooling, according to Mr. Fairbank, we are not seeing abrupt, severe job losses that we see in severe downturns. The company's peak unemployment assumption has been dropped from 5.1% a quarter ago to mid to high fours in 2024. But it's not all puppy dogs and rainbows. Cap One expects job creation along the way to drop to zero, and excess savings for many consumers has been fully consumed by inflation. Spending is up 7% for the company year-on-year, year, but the growth is driven by new customers. Spending per capita is flat. As far as the consumer lending business is concerned, overall the company is navigating changing fortunes. It continues to lean into growth opportunities in its core high-spending card customer segment. The company has been cautious for a while now, 18 months and counting, on auto lending due to price competition. And the company has long been cautious in subprime based on what Mr. Fairbank says was, quote, 
alarming absolute surge in fintech lending during the pandemic period. Rich has warned for years that what he calls the greatest credit economy in the history of lending, courtesy of stimulus, created a dangerous data set for credit scoring models, where all of a sudden a lot of subprime borrowers looked like prime. Mr. Fairbank points to what he calls a deferred charge-off effect, where borrowers that would typically charge off in a more normal year were preserved by stimulus largesse. Now we are seeing those losses flow through. In other words, Mr. Fairbank notes that nobody knows exactly where losses will settle out. Now, domestic card delinquencies at Cap 1 are 139 basis points higher than a year ago and are now 10% above the June 2019 level. Losses are 212 basis points higher to 4.38%, and Mr. Fairbank predicts losses will eclipse the mid-2019 level in Q3. It should be noted that back in 2019, Cap 1 still earned a quite respectable 1.48% on assets. And at the time, its domestic credit card losses peaked that in that year at 5.04% in Q1. Our takeaway from the Cap 1 call, the consumer in the aggregate remains in solid shape, but reality is setting in. They are spending less and lower income strata are struggling. And this is with unemployment at or near 50-year lows. We're not out of the woods yet, something that certainly bears watching. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, recession risk. It's coming down, but the effects of contraction need to be taken into consideration. Two, tightening the box. Less consumer borrowing means less economic growth. And three, Capital One's color on the consumer. It's always insightful. Pay attention to those trends. As always, thanks for joining. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our ratings reports and our latest research. See you next week. Hello, listeners. Join me, Van Hesser, KBRA's chief strategist for in-depth conversations with credit experts in my new monthly podcast, Leading Voices in Credit, where I'll interview market professionals on the latest trends in credit markets. That's Leading Voices in Credit with Van Hesser. Subscribe now.